It's the boogeyman. As a matter of fact, it was. Please, for God's sake, please stop it. There's no more time. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Do you know that I pray every night that he would escape? What the hell do you do that for? So I can kill him. Well, Dax, you know, Saturday, it was um, National Cinema Day, I think. Oh, it was the $3 movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, as you know, um, I've talked with you a lot about this. My dad, he's yes. a lover of movies. You know, He's a, he's a family guy. He, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might say so. You might just say so. But he, he loves going to movies. But, oh my God, does he have horrible taste i don't mean to be mean but <laughs> I, I, that's fair no that's all you can say that about most dads <laughs> yeah but i mean especially mine he's like one of those guys who like loves adam sandler and like yeah. everything he does he like loves grown-ups well i remember you told me once that he just went and saw a wrinkle in time by himself <laughs> yeah I, yeah <laughs> and that is that. so bizarre to me <laughs> especially because that's such a movie that no 40 year old dad is gonna like nope like that's like like a young teen movie or something yeah like a young (laughs) young teen girl yeah (laughs) so naturally with the discounted movie rates i saw a film with my dad this weekend okay and we saw this movie called invitation oh i've heard heard about that um okay not good no no (laughs) like this it was like almost identical to the plot of get out jordan peele's get out okay but it but it was like imagine get out but what if at the end the twist is that the family that he's staying with are all werewolves and want to turn him into a werewolf oh cool (laughs) that's it no, but in, in the invitation, it's literally the exact same setup because it's this um, person of color woman who oh, yeah. lives in New York. All of her family is dead, and she goes to this like ancestry like website thing, and she finds out that she has long lost family oh, from okay. England. Sure. Oh so no, that, I've um, I remember actually seeing the trailer for this. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I thought it was mm-hmm. vampires. It is vampires. No, yeah, okay. but I was just making like a. Oh, okay. <laughs> like a comparison. Like, what if Get Out had werewolves yeah. or something stupid? But it's like just that. what if it was Get Out but vampires? Right. Yeah. And it was so bizarre because the it went like schlocky. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was like the first half of the movie is literally Get Out. She goes into this all, all these white people, English people that are say they're her family. Yeah, that's what I got from the trailer. It's like a right. fish out of water thing. Yeah, and so she's there, and she falls in love with like some guy that is like the the owner of that mansion that she's in and honestly i thought that they were doing something like get out where it was like about a social issue mm-hmm. where because earlier in the movie she says something like or that the family says like oh we're all a bunch of guys we don't have many women around so i literally thought that they wanted to like keep her as like their sex slave and they would oh. all like have sex with her just to pump out babies and make pure bread of their family that's literally sure. what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, like objectifying women. 
Right. But then it just takes a turn. They're at a dinner table and they start drinking blood and then their teeth come out and their fangs. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is a vampire movie? It was so bizarre to me. And it, I was laughing so hard in theater. I Yeah. I'm pretty sure that was a trailer because Carolina's like, have you seen the trailer for The Invitation? And I, I my first thought was that like 2015 movie. Oh, um, yeah, mine too, which is actually like, a good movie. It's a very good movie. It's a very good mm-hmm. movie. And I was like, no, what are you? I'm like, why are you asking me about the trailer for a movie that's like seven years old? And she's like, no, <laughs> like, this is a vampire movie. And I was like, what are you talking about? Then she showed me it. And yeah, the trailer, I don't know if you saw the trailer, but it, it literally, no. I know the exact scene you're talking about because they show it in the trailer. Oh, they do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's such a weird thing to put in the trailer because that was like the twist of the movie that's so bizarre to me yeah no the trailer was literally just like it is very similar to get out where it's like ooh, rich people white people weird yeah and then it's like oh they're vampires which i don't think this sounds bad on paper if it's like if it's like subverting your expectations but like it was executed so boringly. Oh my god! And everybody in the movie is boring performance wise. The characters are boring and don't make sense. It seemed like, to me like it was Ready or Not, but with vampires. That is literally what it was. Yeah. Do you want to know what happens at the end though? That's bizarre. That actually I did not see coming at all. Give it to me. She. So the whole point of the movie is that this guy vampire wants to make her his bride, right? Yeah. And you would think, like, the whole uh, the climax of the movie is her, like, doing something witty to not turn mm-hmm. into a vampire. Right. But instead, she just turns into a vampire. Oh, yeah, so she just becomes a vampire. Yeah, she becomes a vampire, and then they have an epic vampire battle at the end. <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's so stupid. That's almost how all blockbusters end now. <laughs> it was so lame. I can't describe how lame it was. Yeah, like it it's one of those things that it's like so boring and bad. Yeah. It's like not even fun bad. <laughs> no, even my dad walking out of that was like, oh, oh yeah, that was that wasn't very good. That was kind of if, weird. If the dad doesn't like it, then you <laughs> yeah. know it's not good. That's how I know a movie's bad is when my mom doesn't like a movie. Cause she likes mm. anything. Mm. So when she's like, that wasn't very good, I'm like, okay. That's a stinker right there. <laughs> yeah. That's how you know it's really bad. Or there's something really depraved in it that she doesn't agree with. <laughs> even then, she'll be like, like she watched Old Boy. And she's like, oh, that was pretty good. Oh, okay. You know? But she yeah. watched that um, Knock Knock with Keanu Reeves. That movie where he what gets like fuck? his house broken into and raped. <laughs> she did not like that movie. <laughs> I don't know that movie. What the it's hell? Terrible. That sounds so weird. It's a terrible movie. On the subject of terrible movies, though, <laughs> okay. we, we are starting our dive into the Halloween franchise. Oh, yeah. This was, um, I think, our plan. I want to say since day one of this podcast, around October. Literally, um, yeah. Yeah. We literally planned it, like, I think after we recorded the first episode, because we realized that the final Halloween is coming out this mm-hmm. year, and it would be perfect, um, and um, one of our favorite pastimes is just talking about the Halloween sequels. <laughs> I think every time we're together, whether it's in person or we're playing games, we always end up talking about them. Um, 
and and Loomis has entered like our our inside joke since I think as long as I can remember. Oh yeah, he's like so funny to me. It, it, it's his exaggeration is so good. I know. I, I I'm I'm of the opinion. Like I'll get into our Halloween hot takes right now. Yeah. I guess, but I'm of the opinion that he only works in that first movie. Beyond yes. that, he he becomes like farcical. Yes, <laughs> uh, he does. Unless uh, uh, I guess besides the Rob Zombie ones, because I feel like I actually liked him in those. No, yeah, he's much more of a per a character rather than right. a caricature. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but so so the plan is we're gonna watch um all the Halloween. Uh, we're gonna report our thoughts, and we're gonna hopefully do all of this before the final one comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are going into this final movie seeing everything and it's safe to say i don't know about you but i have seen every halloween up to this point so for me this is like a rewatch i've definitely oh, okay. seen some more than others yeah um but but i wanted to but i think before we start we're not going to really cover halloween one because everything has been said about that movie yeah, yeah uh but but it's important to note without the first halloween i feel the slasher genre wouldn't exist Mm-hmm. Uh, it was after that you had like Friday the Thirteenth, Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, all these kind of. I wouldn't call them copycats, but like it's like the birth of a new genre. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's so weird because I feel like that was never the intention of the first no. Halloween. No, it like, was not. Like they literally just made a movie that they thought was spooky. Yeah, and um, John Carpenter talks like he did not plan for it to be a franchise. And um, one thing to take note of, which is I think we forget because we are just in the world of franchises, is that franchises and sequels were not common back then. That was a new concept. So I think uh, it's good. I think we should share our connection um, to the franchise because I think if it wasn't for the original Halloween, I I know for a fact I wouldn't be here right now talking about horror movies. (laughs) because <laughs> uh, that's what got me into horror movies i oh, watched yeah. it at a, a very early age because my mom loved the movie when mm-hmm. um it was when it came out she actually saw it in the drive-in i think she told me like 10 or 11 times oh my she god loved it so much yeah wow so when like i was like of age i i watched it um i mean i watched like the tv version mm-hmm. that didn't have like the nudity or swearing uh but that was kind of like my introduction to horror of seeing mm-hmm. that at a very young age. And Michael has always like fascinated me. Like, <laughs> I think he's such a compelling character. Yeah. Um, for, and, and we've talked, I think almost every slasher we've movie we've covered, we almost always compare them to Michael Myers and what makes Michael Myers work. <laughs> I know it's um, kind of sad. <laughs> But but I mean that just goes to show how prominent Halloween is. Oh yeah yeah it's um it's like monumental to the horror genre. It's hard to uh, it's monumental in so many different ways. I mean yeah. even Michael Myers, one of the greatest horror icons of all time, and then even the soundtrack of the film, the mm-hmm. main Halloween theme. You don't even have to know about Michael Myers or the Halloween right. movie. When you hear that music, that main theme, you think of Halloween, like the holiday. Yeah. And like you immediately it, think, oh, Michael Myers is here. Right. Yeah. It's It immediately creeps you out. It's spine chilling. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's just John Carpenter. Like, honestly, if, if John Carpenter didn't do the first Halloween, 
who knows what like the horror landscape would be like. <laughs> no. You know. If he wasn't such a multi-talented guy that he could write yeah. and direct and do the music for one yeah. movie, like who knows mm-hmm. where it would be now. And like on a <laughs> relatively low budget too. Oh yeah, yeah. I read somewhere that the synths the synths used for that movie are so bare bones. Mm-hmm. And like at, for the time and it's like they sound so good though. He does so much yeah. with that simplicity. It's mm-hmm. like absolutely insane. It's I don't know about you, but like I mean, Halloween is like super similar to what you went through, where it was like the first movie that I watched, horror movie really that I absolutely loved. Like I think the only other rated R horror movie I'd seen before I saw 1978 Halloween was Freddy versus Jason. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I really just saw that because of boobs, and I was like 13. And I wanted to see boobs. Nice. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's like the, the, it's such a well-crafted film. Even now I, I watched it the other day and it's like every moment of that movie is so well calculated. Yeah. It's like, it's such an, if you want to know how to build up tension, like mm-hmm. this is the movie, the perfect example of how to build up tension throughout an entire film through everything. Right. Like the shots, the you know the cinematography the music especially the performances it's like mm-hmm. it's such a perfect execution of an idea like i have i have very little bad things to say about it there yeah <laughs> well, there's honestly like i i can't think of a single bad thing to say about halloween no not um, at all however we have a lot of bad things to say about the various sequels <laughs> and spin-offs <laughs> yeah unfortunately um so let's get into um our first kind of i guess movie we started kind of halloween 2 uh we rewatched halloween 1 um i mean i watch that movie probably once a year like that's like my go-to halloween oh, movie yeah so yeah. i have that i can tell you that entire movie scene for scene <laughs> I, I pretty um, much can too at this yeah. point <laughs> but, but i mean that helps us kind of compare and contrast to the various sequels mm-hmm. and all that um, because I think, uh, get ready to fight because I feel like we are going to have a lot of different opinions. Yeah. Um, and we're going to argue a lot, which, which is fun. <laughs> I'm glad we, we actually have like a space to do this. We could just air out our feelings. We'll be arguing in a fun way. I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to hold it against you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't like the movie I like, I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> no, but you're gonna take it personally. Yeah, I won't. T- I won't sleep tonight. Okay, I'll be planning my next argument. Oh no! <laughs> well, let's let's get into Halloween two, and before I we kind of go into it, I wanted to kind of preface that. I watched, you know, the behind the scenes documentary um, on the box set. And this is a movie that I don't think should have been made. (laughs) And no one making it believed it should have been made. No, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. Um, It feels like that when you're watching it. (laughs) It's so funny because the producer was like, Halloween one made a bunch of money, right? We got to do it again. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, they were like, Carpenter, we need you to write and direct. And he's like, no. He was like, I only wrote one story. That's my story. I'm not making any more. <laughs> uh, but he wanted to do The Fog. 
and he but no. they were like okay hey here you write do the score supervise you don't got to direct um and we'll give you the money to do the fog carpenter agreed um got super drunk wrote the script in one night <laughs> submitted it and it's so funny the director and the producer got literally said it's not a good script <laughs> they were like this is so different from the original they're like this like you can see everything a mile away mm-hmm. there, there's no twists you just predict everything that's going to happen and it's just they're just so honest about it <laughs> and it's so funny because the producer when he was getting people to make this movie uh he'd be like hey you know we're making halloween 2 and they're like what it's like yeah <laughs> like you want to be in halloween 2 and they're like why, why are you making it <laughs> and he's like well you know like it, it made money so we're like gonna do a sequel and they're like but the first movie is already perfect why why would you ruin it yeah, yeah. and literally everyone in that documentary said the same thing like the producer <laughs> oh director everyone there even the actors were like yeah we know the first one's a masterpiece let's just do our best i guess <laughs> <laughs> at least so, everyone came home with a paycheck from yeah that. yeah and that's kind of the um like mentality and in a way i can respect that because i feel like a lot of shitty horror sequels the directors are really stuck up like oh i think mine is better than the original oh and, yeah. and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know um where halloween 2 at least i feel was just a very more straightforward um generic's not really a good word to use but more like safe slasher (laughs) sequel yeah the the this in my opinion was the it set a really bad precedent for all the future sequels like i think that's this is where the halloween's franchise problem originally started and that's because that's when they introduced the that michael is immortal and must kill his family oh yeah yeah with the curse that yeah it was that and like the like how you're describing the like it's just like it's just a straight up you want it's more of the same you got from the first one yeah but not as well done not as well directed Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like yeah it really should not have been made at all (laughs) yeah so what um I, I i i think this part is done somewhat well because i do i will say i like the opening of this movie um mm. where it takes place immediately after one yeah and i guess the original script didn't call for that hmm. uh but the director was like no i think it would be cool if we just picked up right where we left off so you can watch the movies back to back okay so they did it you know yeah I did. I did cool. like that aspect of it. Yeah, I like that too. I like. I just like Michael wounded walking through like the alleys mm-hmm. and stuff. Which I also have to mention something. It's one of the most unintentionally funny parts of the movie for me. Is that that scene that takes immediately place takes place immediately after the is end of the Loomis? first one? Well, it's not even. Well, Loomis is in the scene, but that's not what's funny about it. Okay. When Loomis, when he sees Michael fallen, and then like he looks yeah. down, he's not there anymore, and he goes down and to check on him. I know. Yep. There's there's like a Looney Tunes like imprint of yeah. his body in the grass. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
it looks like like when they like fall from a big height and their like yeah. uh, outline slams into the ground. Yeah. It's like what is his arms one? are just like straight out and his legs yeah they're just straight, straight out. He's like t posing. Yeah. It's like he's making like a grass angel. Yeah, it's hilarious. My favorite scene from this is the immediately right after that when he goes down a uh, Loomis and sees there's like a uh, blood on the the grass and the neighbor yeah. comes out and he's like hey what's what's that noise i've been trick-or-treated to death out here tonight and then Loomis is just like you don't know what death is and then runs away <laughs> that line is so funny to me i forgot about that that was another funny moment and this is the movie they even talked about that in the behind the scenes is that this is the movie where Loomis just escalated to an insane person <laughs> he literally did because <laughs> it's like so not in line with where his character no. was at the ending of the first he's mm-hmm. like right after that he's like ranting and raving like literally running around in the streets of that suburb like he's somewhere right here he, he kills a kid you literally kill someone <laughs> and they get away with it <laughs> yeah, it's never brought happens. up again <laughs> Oh, um, God. <laughs> but, but for those that may have not seen Halloween 2, I guess the basic plot is it takes place after the first Halloween. Uh, Lori Strode is sent to the hospital and Michael goes to try to kill her. And that is the plot. Yeah, there's not really it. Uh, I, I will give it credit. I do like when sequels do this is it gets right to it. Mm. We get Michael right away. We get um, kills. And honestly... Say what you want about this one. Of this timeline of Michael, this movie has the best kills. Oh, yeah, you know, I agree with you. I Because I was, there was a couple kills that I thought were actually really good. Yeah. Like um, the sauna kill. Yeah, the sauna one. That's like the most memorable one. Yeah, I, I love that one. Um, the other one, isn't there like an eye poking scene? Yeah, the needle yeah. in the yeah. eye. That was, I like that one too. There's some fun stuff in this, like kill-wise, for sure. Um, Michael is much more um, mischievous in this <laughs> yeah. one. Like, I don't know why the hell, what I don't know what motivated Michael to like go behind that girl and like put his hand on her. Yeah, like pretend like that was her boyfriend. Yeah, it's like why is he doing that? <laughs> and he he does that a little in the first movie, but that's just to like get closer. Yeah, like there's there's at least some strategy there. For this, it just seems like he's yeah he's like rubbing her shoulder. Yeah, it's like why are you doing that? (laughs) Yeah, it's bizarre. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) Well, well, before before we get into it, what what are your thoughts on Halloween two? Where where does it fall uh, for you? Well, we I mentioned earlier the it's like a masterclass of movie making in general. Like the score is incredible. The cinematography is incredible ever all the shot planning and like putting michael in the background of scenes mm-hmm. it's like it's so well done in building tension and like it the moment that halloween 2 started i watched immediately after watching the first one okay and like it did not carry that tension over at all yeah i mean the the, the first thing i noticed was the synths and the score sounded completely different and sounded like i don't know it it just sounded not like halloween music yeah it, it went much more techno right yeah and it, it sounded techno-ish and then also there's a lot of parts of the movie in two where there's no score at all yeah it's very quiet right 
And like I feel like that was such an essential building block of tension in the first one was using the score and then the imagery together. And like I, I there's so many scenes in this, especially early on, that just have there's no score involved and you're like there's nothing like going on here. Like Michael just shows up in scenes. You don't even have a build up to anything. Uh-huh. He'll just come out and kill someone. It's like it's it, it really does feel like it's it's very like workmanlike. Like there's yeah. no like eye for the shots. There's no eye for like tension building. It's just like done in a very boilerplate way. It's just uh, let's isolate this character. Michael kills him. Okay, let's isolate this next character. Michael <laughs> kills him. Yeah, like you know, like I, I feel like it was such a missed opportunity, especially later in the movie when Laurie's like running through the hospital from him. Yeah, like it, it, those tight hallways of the hospital. It's like so claustrophobic. Like, mm-hmm. why not take more advantage of that and have Michael like have like creepy shots of him like down hallways or something like that? I don't know. So a more a more stylish look to the film than it was. Um, yeah, that's like my general take on. It. I can get into more specifics, but what did you think? So I'm um I've always been indifferent towards this one. Uh, when I was a kid and I watched it, I remember liking it. Um, but mm-hmm. I just liked Michael Myers, so that's all it needed. Uh, fair enough and then i was like "Ah, i don't really like halloween too but i will say with this rewatch i like it okay um i actually like the soundtrack a lot in this one i Mm -hmm. i like that there isn't odd uh like audio for a lot of it because this one has a definitely more sleepy feel yeah. Which I, I really like. It's very mm-hmm. quiet. It's very somber. Mm-hmm. And that is one of my favorite parts of Rob Zombie's Halloween, too. And I think to answer, like, your, uh, like, desire to, like, utilize, like, a hospital really well is Rob Zombie does it in Halloween, too. Like, Rob Zombie basically recreates mm-hmm. Halloween, too, in the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie. Oh, yeah, like, the that beginning 20 minutes of Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 is better than the entirety of yeah. the actual yeah. um, Halloween 2. Because <laughs> he just knows what the audience wants. He's like, I'm going to give it to him. Right, yeah. Um, and, he, and he takes advantage of the hospital setting. It, like, the just Rob Zombie has a lot better eye for shedding up camera shots and stuff like that yeah. than um, this director, which I think we'll get more into about who he is and everything. Right. But um, I I don't know. I like the kills. I like uh, Michael though. His mask looks weird in this one. Yeah, he looks goofy. It, it, he looks goofy. <laughs> it looks like they literally just went to like Spirit Halloween and opened a brand new Michael Myers mask and put it on him. <laughs> it does. It looks like that, and it it's also so looks like Michael went to like a vending machine and just like started eating like. 20 candy bars and puffed his face out and now the mask yeah. like barely fits it looks like it's like stretching across his face it doesn't look scary at all mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a really funny interview with the guy who played michael in this one uh, dick warlock where he was like oh like I-, I was like pretty proud of my performance you know i would do the like everything and no one would say anything and he didn't find out till later, uh, Deborah Hill, like in like, uh, not press tours, but just like talking about like in later interviews with Halloween 2. She was like, oh, he was not a good Michael. He didn't get the walk right. He didn't get the mannerisms right. <laughs> wow. And, and this dude was like, I asked him if that was good. And they said, yeah. So what the hell? 
Oh, that's like oh, yeah. I feel bad for him. He was what a genuine like, he genuinely was like giving it his all. The poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> but overall I will say I like Halloween two a lot. Mm. Okay. I mean I can that, see why. It's that's where I stand. Um but I've recently with all the Halloween sequels and all that um, the restarting of timelines, they do it like four or five different times. Mm-hmm. I have completely disconnected from the first film. <laughs> I just watch them as their own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and to, I guess, preface that, the slasher is my favorite horror genre. I, I can okay. say that for certain. Yeah. Uh, I, I love slashers. I love like giallos, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause to me that scares me the most cause you know, I don't believe like in ghosts and stuff and all that. Like I don't believe in like supernaturals. While I like that stuff, it doesn't get to me like slashers do. And I think that's kind of why I personally connect more slashers mm-hmm. than other genres. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say this nicely. Uh, <laughs> some Halloweens are a lot better at the slasher genre than others. And Halloween yeah. two is a better attempt. Okay, I, I, I agree with that. It's definitely not the worst of the sequels. Like, it is definitely not worse because it is just very straightforward and I think that helps it a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, if you're looking for just kind of more of the same, it's not terrible. It's really not. It's okay. But this is where they introduce, like you said, a lot of the problems. Yeah. Uh, which four, five, and six face. The major one being this is the one... They don't necessarily make Michael immortal, but <laughs> they hint at that uh, curse that he has. Oh, yeah. I didn't even that. I didn't even realize that was what that was hinting at. That's so yeah, bizarre. Because he like broke into the school. Yeah, and there's that like picture of a family, and then he wrote the whatever. Dude, yeah, I was wondering what the hell that was. I was like, what is that? that never <laughs> comes back in this movie. No, they don't explain it at all. <laughs> but they bring it back in 4, 5, and 6. Yeah, that's bizarre to me. Because it really feels like... Because um, knowing that 3 is like its own thing and that they were basically trying to make it like an anthology series. Yes. It's so weird that they would like set up like a, that, that weird yeah. like rune thing when knowing that they wanted to end Michael Myers here. Do you know what well, I mean? Yeah, and um, this movie though did very well in the box office. Oh god! This movie was like a gamble for them, pretty much. Uh, and the three was an even bigger gamble. Yeah, yeah, I bet. But it paid off, so that's why you got four, five, and six. <laughs> <laughs> There's an appetite for Michael Myers, and they were just satisfying it. Yeah, honestly, that's all it is. <laughs> and and in certain series like i'm okay with that mm-hmm. like like i watch like you know i'm a big hatchet guy i like hatchet i'm a hatched head oh hell yeah i i don't watch hatchet for anything else but to see victor crowley kill people <laughs> and i'm not ashamed to say that you know just fair enough i mean and and the series never like uh lies to you like that i don't know it's very honest mm-hmm. it knows it's not the smartest but it yeah. knows it's fun <laughs> and i feel like 
if Halloween went down the route Friday the 13th did, it would have maybe been at least more interesting. Oh, we're like, are you talking about like a more focus on like the kills and the creativity? Of yes. The kills? Okay. Yes. Because, yeah. um, the later ones, I feel like they try to expand on Michael being like, oh, he's this all like superhuman and he has to kill his family because he has this curse. <laughs> if they did that without being so self-serious, it might have paid off. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I feel like it, 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 they all take themselves way too seriously. <laughs> uh, yeah, Halloween is, is a gift and a curse, the first movie. Mm-hmm. Because without the success of the first one movie, you wouldn't have all these others. However, they never wanted to, I feel like, uh, steer away from that tone. Yeah, that that was the issue. They, they needed like something like uh, relating it to another similar franchise, which has a thousand different sequels yes. that we've talked about before. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was like, that first one, gritty, horrifying. Second one, completely different direction. Yes. Almost, it almost turned into like a comedy. Yeah. Um. So I feel like if they tried doing that, it it would have turned out a little better. So I agree with you. Like they, they needed to amp up the camp. Like yeah. Have like have have Michael Myers use like a flaming bow and arrow to kill people. Like stuff like that. <laughs> give Michael a gun. Yeah, just give him a shotgun. Fuck it. That'd be awesome. Make him John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> He's just taking out a high school. <laughs> oh no. like john wick he's oh, no. <laughs> that'd be awesome that would be pretty sick i want to see that now <laughs> yeah but um halloween 2 set up and ended i guess michael's timeline for that yeah because i what i think they were originally they wanted michael myers to be done here at this movie right yeah, they, like they, they it was a gamble even doing a sequel, but it did incredibly well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and it's, and it's very interesting because the ending, and I think this goes to show um, kind of how much they respect the IP. <laughs> uh, the You know, it ends with Lori driving away in the ambulance and it like the final shot is like a cut of Michael's mask burning. Mm-hmm. The original ending, which is now the alternative ending, but this is the one that was supposed to be in the theatrical re- release that the director filmed, was as Lori's driving away in that ambulance, The there's like a body bag in there, and it lifts up, and you think it's Michael, right? Uh-huh. But it's that boyfriend that she oh, had. Oh, that would have been kind of cool. It's like a fake scare, and then they're like, oh, I'm like glad you're alive and all that, and it's like a nice ending. Uh, they cut that from the movie without even telling the director. That is so shitty. What he, the hell? In in the interview, he's like, to this day, no idea who did it. He's like, it could have been Universal. It could have been the production studio. It could have been blah, 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 blah. And he's like, no idea. That is so sad. Wow. Yeah. He, he didn't find out until he watched it at the premiere. <laughs> what? Yeah. Dude. That guy who played the boyfriend was like, well, I guess I'm dead. Because <laughs> he just slips and falls. He doesn't, like, die. I know. And he just, like, passes out at the steering wheel, right? That's when we last see him? Yeah. It's like, what? He gets, like, a concussion and then passes out, and that's it. Like, you never see Michael kill him or anything. <laughs> that would have been a, a much cooler ending, personally. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, you can look it up and see it. 
Oh, it's out there. Uh, it was on. It was at least on the uh, Blu-ray I have, but I'm oh, sure cool. someone's uploaded it. But but one thing was interesting, and I think this is goes into why Halloween One was so successful, mm. and I think why we watched it at such a young age was that when making Halloween, John Carpenter in mind did not want it to have a lot of like gore and violence. Interesting. Um, he wanted to be uh, basically like it was a theater experience. So they didn't uh, want to. They didn't want to risk it getting like xed from the theaters, mm-hmm. um, which that resulted in a much more digestible horror movie for audiences. And they said, going into Halloween two, they wanted to do that same thing. The problem is the market was already starting to get saturated with gore, and that was oh, becoming the main focus. So they were trying to find a good divide between mm-hmm. the two. Because Halloween 2, it's bloody, but I wouldn't say it's that gory. No, yeah. The the kills, some of the kills are gnarly, but like they don't really show a whole lot of blood and guts. Yeah, like one girl gets uh, dipped in boiling water. Yeah. Which is brutal. One girl gets uh, stabbed in the eye of a needle. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not sure if that'll necessarily kill you on the spot like it did, but... Um. <laughs> But yeah, it's not necessarily gory, but they they uh, really struggled with that. Like, they didn't know which direction to take it. Mm-hmm. Like, should we go clean or should we go super gory? That I can see, I can kind of see that struggle within the film. Because it definitely feels like it wanted to go gory, but it was just like restraining itself just before mm-hmm. it went a little too far. Especially that yeah. eye scene. I, I really wish it showed more of like the needle piercing the eye or well, something. It's it's very funny um, because Michael, oh the guy uh, was it Dick Warlock, which is an awesome name by the way. Um, <laughs> it who is. Plays, <laughs> who plays Michael was actually the safety coordinator for the movie as well. He was the, the stunt fuck? guy. Oh so my god! Literally, he got the job. He was interviewing for the stunt guy. He mm-hmm. was in the waiting room, saw the Michael mask, put it on. And when they called him in, he just, like, looked through the window of the door and stood there. <laughs> and then took the mask off, laughed about it, did the interview. And he's like, hey, could I play this guy? Literally, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill were like, sure. <laughs> and just gave it to him. I like how he's that casual about it. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's fine. We saw you for, like, two seconds with the mask on. That's okay. Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> might as well <laughs> um but he was the safety coordinator so not he was the one he said it was very hard because he was the one doing the stunts right he was the one putting the actors and actresses in danger oh so he had to like control it but he said he really disagreed with the eye scene he thought it was way too mean uh but the writers were like no we we gotta have it <laughs> i agree because yeah. that, that would make it more boring if they did something else where he just like stabbed them normally or something yeah it's, <laughs> and it's it's really tough to watch oh yeah i i think so for sure i think the last like funny thing that i got from the documentary was that they filmed in an actual abandoned hospital however the oh. hospital was next to an airport <laughs> so every they said every six minutes a plane would either land or take off so oh, it was impossible to shoot anything because the mm-hmm. audio 
So they literally <laughs> had to have a guy with binoculars on the roof of the hospital with walkies telling them when they're safe to record. And they knew they only had six minutes to do each scene. <laughs> they said it was a nightmare. That sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. But they already like got the location and stuff. So they just stuck it out. Wow. Man, they're troopers. They really tried to get this movie done, huh? Yeah. Um, and really, the whole the whole vibe of this was like, we know we're not making a masterpiece. Uh, we can't beat the first one, but let's just do our best. That was it. I can respect that. I respect that. It's a shame because I feel like there was... You probably could have done more with the Halloween sequel. Like, I, I almost I kind of wish John, Car- John Carpenter cared a little more about the script yeah because i feel like with a better script like this this acting is competent like the uh directing and acting is very competent in this movie i feel like if at a foundational level if you had a better script like this would be a much much less boring movie at least i don't know yeah it's just it's just so straightforward yeah there's there's nothing yeah nothing too new other than the the michael and laurie sibling connection thing yeah which doesn't need to be there at all (laughs) yeah it's like just find a way to get him to the hospital um like kind of like what they did in the 2018 one right yeah like that the 2018 one did it did it right because i I always got that impression from the first one that michael was never really targeting lori no he was just going all right i know you i guess i could kill you he was just like killing people that were like around. And when you watch the first Halloween, that is also very clear, too. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Lori just is unfortunately there, <laughs> and she just puts up a fight unlike anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, like that, the whole sibling connection thing, it ruins the mystique of Michael Myers. Yeah, because. Like the whole, the, it, Michael Myers is scary to me because it, that, like, he represents like the evil in the world, like uncontrollable, yeah, like pure evil. evil, right? Like he, like you could in the middle of the night have just some guy come up off the street and yeah. do a home invasion on you, and like that's what kill you for no reason. That's what is so scary about Michael? He has yeah. no, you can't reason with him. He's just gonna do what he wants to. He like acts on like animal instinct, basically yeah like it's like a predator right and adding that familial connection thing and implying that he's after her because of that is like makes it a lot less scary and like less like mysterious and if that's the case why did he kill everyone else yeah exactly that's my thing yeah it's stupid if if michael really wanted to just kill his sister he would like plan it um go buy a handgun Oh yeah! You know, take classes. <laughs> oh no! Shoot Lori in the head, <laughs> and then be like, okay, cool. I I did my uh, duty, I guess. You, you get her sniper style with the sniper. Yeah, rifle. yeah. He does like a like a JFK assassination or something on her. <laughs> yeah, sure. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I just like the idea of Michael with a gun. I do too. I want to see a, a movie where like Michael he gets recruited by like a like a James Bond like secret service agency oh type God. thing. The CIA like, recruits him. Yeah, and they like teach him to like be ta- to, like talk and they rehabilitate him. 
Oh my god. But they also use him as a killing machine for their, as a weapon. their missions. Yeah. That'd be badass. Hell hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make Michael Myers the new James Bond. Daniel Craig died. Time to get him in there. Yeah, just get Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> That's even like they don't even like list the actor playing Michael Myers, just Michael Myers as James Bond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, Halloween 2, uh, I think I like it. You sound not too convinced. I uh, think it's... Um, it's okay. I, I like it more. I, I dislike it mostly because of what it... I, I, I dislike it more because of what it, it kind of set the standard for the franchise from there on out. Like, yeah. you just need Michael to be there and kill people in really boring ways. Not exciting. There's nothing too cartoony or like, uh, you know, cool about it. It and it's a very self serious script. Like, yeah, it, it, that I mostly just like it for what it what it did, the ripple effect it caused. I guess. Also, I noticed on this rewatch is you know whenever Michael killed someone, does that really high pitched like note? Yeah, that, that like, was annoying as fuck. That is used <laughs> for like four, five, and six every time. Oh, it started that. It oh just hit God. me on this watch. <laughs> I can't. I am not looking forward to watching those, but I am at the same time. <laughs> is this going to ruin uh, Michael Myers for you like it did uh, Texas Chainsaw? No, because I, I feel like I've, I've already... Um, I've already like it, it, I, I've already rationalized the horribleness of the Halloween sequels in my head. Yeah, <laughs> I can. I'm already. I'm good at disassociating enough that I can just like the first one and pretend like that's the only one that exists. That's the only one that matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you can get away from Michael for a little bit so we can talk about Halloween Three, the season of the witch. Yes, this um, one is a lot better in my opinion. Yes, for those that don't know, Halloween Three is uh, does not have Michael Myers. Uh, this was when their plan was to take the Halloween franchise to a kind of like anthology route of just every year a Halloween movie comes out and it's a different story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one was that uh, a crazy Irishman develops masks <laughs> that uh, children wear and on Halloween night they're activated to release snakes and bugs from their masks and kill everyone. Yeah, <laughs> it's a, it's a super villain plan. It kind of is, yeah. Um, and I will say right out the bat, I love this movie. Oh yeah, I think this this is a it's, this is a good movie. I don't know if I love it. I love it. I like it. Um, it's goofy. Yeah, and very goofy. I, <laughs> I like it because it has like TV movie Halloween vibes. <laughs> like it is like the villain is so insane the plan doesn't make sense it's set on halloween and has those halloween feels it's it's a very good movie to watch like on halloween this is this is a great halloween movie i always think that like i always kind of want to watch it every year because i just it's so halloween to me just because all the trick-or-treaters that are in this yep and and the the masks. masks and that earworm song 
Oh my god, yeah. that song is so fucking catchy. Uh, Carolina actually watched this one with me, um, and she hated that song. Really? <laughs> Every time it came on, she's like, "Oh my god!" She was like getting so mad. <laughs> yeah, I I really like. There's a really cool shot of like it's showing all the kids like on Halloween night trick or treating, and they do yeah. that like silhouette of like the kids in like the outlined costumes, and it looks so good. Yeah, that's a shot I was thinking of. That's that's one of my favorite shots of that movie. Uh, I, like this one, I, I don't know anything about this director, Tommy Lee Wallace, but yeah. this one compared to Halloween 2, oh my God, so much more of a vision and a style for the yes. movie than Halloween 2 had. It's like, mm-hmm. it's such a, diff, it's just a huge difference. And the soundtrack as well works yeah, a lot better. It's a bop. And this one I feel like is very divisive amongst the Halloween fans yeah people are like yeah people are dumb people i'll say it right now <laughs> i'll make enemies or like it doesn't have michael myers so it's not a halloween movie it's bad Dude. because it does not have michael myers can i talk about that section of the fan base of halloween go for it they are so terrible they yes. are like they literally like with this new trilogy that's coming out they want michael to win and kill Lori at the end because they don't want to see michael die that's so bizarre to me. I know, and like it's like they, they think I've seen a lot of them describe Michael as the main character, which I guess he kind of is. But when you say main character, that means like it's you're like, like he's the protagonist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's like that's like watching all of the Sopranos and going, yeah, I want to be like Tony. <laughs> he's just a nice family man. He does things for his family. Yeah. <laughs> He does good things. He provides for his family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's so bizarre. Well, audiences at the time had that same reaction. Yeah. Uh, when this came out, it had very low, both critical and audience reception. Um, one thing, like, the critics were really hounding, which I think is so funny, is how anti-Irish it is. <laughs> because it's the lucky oh, the shamrock, shamrock and and yeah. they're like he's like from ireland yeah that i can see i guess i see that and is stonehenge is yeah that near, stonehenge is they, that in ireland i don't know it's somewhere <laughs> but the point is connell cochran stole a piece of the stonehenge to turn all children's head into goop and emit snakes and bugs to kill their parents <laughs> And that is the best Halloween plan oh, I've yeah. ever heard. It is. Well, and it's such a cool visual. It like, is. That one like, scene when, where they're testing it is yeah, like, the, so the fucking, kid. Yeah, it's horrifying. Yeah, yeah, and the way the kid just like shakes and falls to the ground and there's like clearly like bugs coming out of his mouth. Oh god, yeah. That the part that always grosses me out is that part where the snake comes out of his mouth. Yeah. And it's like, oh lord. That's terrifying. <laughs> you don't even really know how he died. No, I assume just his head filled with snakes. Yeah, that's what you meant left to assume, I guess. It's it's so bizarre and creepy looking. Well, and of course, audiences were very put off by no Michael Myers. Um, <laughs> they didn't expect that at all. They just thought Halloween 3, oh, Michael Myers. Um, <laughs> and I mean, now you can get away with that, I feel um because information is just everywhere about everything but back then i feel like if you didn't seek out like the only i don't know when you would see a trailer to be honest i genuinely don't know 
<laughs> of, I mean, I assume maybe they'd be on TV. They would. I, I would assume most of them you'd see in the theater when you're watching another movie. Well, like Halloween was so popular that you just assume, like, like we said, you just associate Michael Myers. Right. So audiences did not like that at all. Um, also, this one is very nihilistic uh, in <laughs> its ending and its yeah. themes, which uh, people did not like. <laughs> it did not have a happy ending, but I think it has a really good and powerful ending. Oh, yeah. I, I think this is... It definitely felt like they were trying to make this comparable to the ending of the first one. Yes. Where it's like a, a creepy like stinger that'll stick with you. And you don't know mm-hmm. what happened. Right. But just... The way and like the acting is really good. Oh, when he's yeah. just like, it's on channel three. Turn it off. And he's like screaming. <laughs> yeah. As it's playing like the little music sting. And it's so well edited together too. Because like yeah. it's like cutting between him, the TV, and the kids in the room that are like mindlessly like yeah. retreating. They're like, like yeah, and it'll it'll go off and then they turn the channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and the fact that like he's just like, you have no reason to believe me, but please believe me. <laughs> like he was, he was like he's like no i don't have evidence you just have to do it i know he's just so desperate at that yeah, point it's like so desperate mm-hmm. it's like sad it really is <laughs> it's such a cool ending I, it's like i don't love this movie but i love the ending of it it's so cool but uh yeah people did not like the ending back in the early 80s um <laughs> they thought it was uh anti-capitalist which it very much is. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think one of my favorite, they described as anti-children. Really? I was anti-children. Yeah. Because children are mindlessly going around and, I don't know, having fun. <laughs> I guess it's a show that like kids are stupid. I don't know. Oh. And maybe, yeah, because it's like punishing them because it kills the kids. I could see them that. Have you that. ever seen that? Like It was like a show from like the the 90s or something and it had like kids reviewing movies mm-hmm. and they were reviewing uh the batman of like the penguin <laughs> and he's just like this movie is just anti-kids the toys hurt people <laughs> it's it's really funny they don't want a bile spitting penguin no yeah <laughs> no the kids did not like it <laughs> don't blame them <laughs> and it's so funny because like they were like it's so violent. It doesn't need to be so violent. And then, like, literally the next clip is the kid talking about how much he loves, like, Terminator. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, I think it was Terminator. That's hilarious. <laughs> which is way more violent. Oh, yeah, like a hundred times more violent. Yeah, but uh, they uh, did not like uh, Halloween 3. It was very low. Even to this day, if you look at the like scores, it's very, like, low. Yeah, it does not deserve, in my opinion, does not deserve no. to be rated that low. It's it's uh, definitely the most underrated Halloween sequel. Mm-hmm. My um my biggest complaint, and I think it is a complaint of everyone that even likes the movie, is the romance. Oh God, yeah that 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 is it's such a huge negative for the movie. <laughs> and it makes your character so unlikable. Oh my god, yeah. Because he is cheating. I didn't catch it like early uh, on my other rewatches, but this one I know is like he is like a womanizer. Oh yeah. He, like he's hitting on like every woman he comes into contact with. And he with. clearly is cheating on his wife with the um morgue lady. Mm-hmm. 
and yeah, and he immediately is just like hounding over this very young woman. <laughs> and and like it's almost like like a porn intro. And well, like when they first have sex. She's like, "Where do you want to sleep, doctor?" Yeah. He's like, "What kind of stupid question is that?" And they just start making out. The but I bet she loved that mustache, the giant oh. mustache she's got. Ugh, oh, yummy. And then he's like, "Oh, my bitch wife is calling." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, like, I can't talk to her right now. I gotta go to Pound Town and this 18 year old I just met. Yeah. And like, <laughs> the guy like is a complete dick to his wife, cheats on her. She probably knows he's cheating on her. And then calls yeah. her and he's like, You gotta get the kids away from the TV. Why aren't you listening to me, woman? <laughs> he's so rude to her for no reason. Yeah. He's so mean. Like, when you first watch it, you think they're like divorced. I yeah, that's what I thought too. It's so but they're confusing. Like, together. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if at the time that was just in style or they thought that was cool. It's um, a very boomer movie. Yeah, and it's even shot to make the wife sound like the annoying one. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're definitely meant to think that. It's, it's sad. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very that part did not age well. No, not at all. I, I think it would have been more interesting just to, from a story perspective and like doing things you wouldn't expect, just like have them be friends. Like yeah. why team up? Right. They don't have to like fuck. Uh, he's invested because uh, his patient died on his watch. Mm-hmm. She's invested because that's her dad. Boom. Yeah, exactly. That's all you need. I was yeah. even thinking like part another one of my issues with the movie as well is that. I just don't see why he would be so motivated to go after no. whatever killed him. Yeah. And I was thinking even making that guy that died his friend or something, like someone he knew. Right. And then, like, so then, like, maybe he hasn't met his daughter and he's only heard about her. Then he finally gets to meet her and both of them team up and don't have sex. And they, f- <laughs> they figure out the mystery. That's, like, that's the main <laughs> takeaway. Just don't have sex. Yes, please know. It's creepy to see a 50-year-old dude like having sex with a 20-year-old. It's just not a good look. Yeah, especially <laughs> a 20-year-old who literally lost her father a few days before. Yeah, it's so weird. Talk about daddy issues. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but can we talk about the twist with her? Oh, yeah, where they turn her into uh, spoilers. Uh, yeah, they uh they turn her into a robot. I don't. This is my question: Was she a robot the whole time? No, I think that was like when they captured her. Oh, but then they turned. Here's her the thing: it, it, either way you look at it, it falls apart. Because if they captured her and turned her into a robot, why would she help him? Yeah, stop? yeah. You know, yeah. Why would she help him? stop the whole plan just to then attack him after they defeated the big bad guy <laughs> and also why okay like they they destroy all the computers and then those robots that were coming up the stairs like all die right and you yeah. assume because the computer was destroyed then they can't function anymore why the hell is she still working and like going too these these are questions that are not meant for us mortals to answer <laughs> apparently not <laughs> just have faith in Connell Cochran's plan <laughs> that felt like such an unneeded twist 
Yeah, like, I think they just wanted to add a little last sting. I guess, yeah. And the fight goes on for so long. Oh my god, yeah, I wanted to mention that too. It's like, it, it you think it's over like six times, and it goes on for another like ten minutes, it feels yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, it would have been a lot better if just him driving, you know? Oh yeah. Maybe she dies or whatever. Maybe she gets revenge, but she gets taken out. I don't know, just something. I was even thinking, like, it, it would be, like, really tragic if, like, what if he rescued the robot one and then he left mm. the real one back there to get burned alive uh, in the factory. Yeah. And he realizes afterward and he's, like, heartbroken. That's even more nihilistic. I know. <laughs> yeah. That's, like, the very mean ending, which I don't think this guy deserves. But maybe he does because he's creepy weirdo. I don't know. He's a weirdo. Um, but I don't think he deserves every child's life. Uh, he's to blame for that. No. No. But I, I also want to talk about Connell Cochran, because I feel like he's the main force. Um, <laughs> and all of his G-Men. His weird oh. suit robot people that are awesome. I love those guys. Yeah, and like it's so interesting. Because this movie, you really don't know their deal. No. Like once uh like especially after like they kill the guy in the hospital and he just immediately lights himself on fire and blows up <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's such an effective scene too it is it's, it's very hard to watch yeah it really like gets it it's hard to watch and then it also is like starts that mystery going yeah like, what is go what the hell is going on here like what do these masks have to do with it it's, yeah because you have no cool. idea you just know he's holding a mask Right, yeah, that's literally it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um it's very well done and I just love how goofy the plan is. Yeah. <laughs> like and even even they're like, What's the point? And he's just like, It's a joke. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> there, and then he's like, Oh, but like actually power. But like, yeah, you know. It's, it's just fun. It's just fun. I'm a prankster. It's the ultimate prank. <laughs> <laughs> i also yeah. was thinking during this too like because this is not a perfect movie no. like there, there could be a lot different about it like and you know how people always say like they should remake like movies that maybe were not realized to their full potential right. like why not remake this one honestly yes i would love to see a modern one of yeah. this like get rid of all the weird love making yeah crap Make either character more likable, not that he hates his wife. Like, because <laughs> there's some great ideas. And it, like one of the things that I, I really like about this movie are the themes of like it being anti-capitalist. Yeah. Like showing like Cochran being like this guy that everyone praises in town because he has all this money and he owns a company. But he does but, terrible things. Right. And he, he doesn't even care about any of them. He only cares about, about, about them as much as they can sell. Yeah, like once they're not useful to him, he's done. Yeah, it's over. He doesn't need them. And he's actively selling things that are damaging to the population. Like a lot like modern companies are like selling like food, processed food, right? like candy, sugar. It's like all that shit, people don't think about it as much, but it, that shit will kill you. <laughs> like Oh, yeah, it's terrible. And they don't care. They only want to make money. They, and just, I feel like they that, care about the bottom line. Right, and that, I felt like this Cochran character and his company with the mask was like a perfect, like um, allegory for that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I think the, with especially with the social awareness about companies and capitalism and billionaires now, like this could be oh, like yeah. a really powerful Very movie, good. you know? Yeah, and I mean that's what I kind of wanted to close off on is that was as bizarre as it is to say, was Halloween three ahead of its time? Oh, one hundred percent. I believe so. Um, yeah. I mean, it also kind of predicted uh, like automation and sort of like yeah. uh, a robotic future and mass production of like resources, goods, whatever, services. Because it, it, it really does capture the fact that like the company does not care. You know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how, I care how many times a brand tells me they're a family company and I'm more important. I know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> You know, yeah. Like, Apple can say whatever they want about how good they are. It doesn't change the fact that they have like sweatshops that make yeah, their phones. Yeah, exactly. As long you as know? they can make them money, that's yeah. all they care about. Like as long as their profits are up, that's all they care about. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that is the main theme of this one. Oh yeah. And I think it also shows just like kind of how you said, just how blind people are to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, all the also, salespeople, like they were just like, yeah lapping him up like yeah they're like oh isn't he the best and all that yeah and then later he puts your kid in a room and kills him and kills you (laughs) yeah with him (laughs) yeah but i think um the masks also sort of represent this um sort of like moral shift in america where um Mm. you know typically like you wear a mask because maybe you're not comfortable with yourself or you want to sort of be something you're not and in the sense of Halloween, um, you know, it's kind of like a representation of the world is getting scarier. I'm putting on this mask so I can, like, join in on that. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even think about that. So, and it's like the the kids taking apart in, like, Halloween, the tradition and all that. Um, sort of like you're shifting to and i mean i guess you could even say this about halloween where like this horror is is big right now you know Mm -hmm. violence sells all that kind of stuff uh and the kids are gravitating towards that and i think that's maybe where like the anti-children critiques go in um that makes more sense but i don't think it's wrong no no i think it's very valid (laughs) it is (laughs) Honestly, I agree with Connell Cochran. We need to go back to Halloween, how it was three thousand years ago, with, with with pagan stuff. Okay, well, that that was my question. Why the fuck is this movie subtitled "Season of the Witch"? Um, because <laughs> he wanted to basically back then for Halloween, the witches would do their rituals and stuff to like fend away the spirits, and he wants to bring that back. Oh, I see oh okay he's like we need to make sacrifices to the gods because we haven't been doing that and i'm gonna do it (laughs) which is awesome yeah also it's a prank (laughs) he's doing it for the laughs my favorite part of him is like that one scene when he's about to die and he's just smiling at them like yeah like like they pranked him he's like good one (laughs) yeah he's like all right fair enough yeah you got me and then he gets blasted by the stonehenge and turns into dust (laughs) they're into a marshmallow man and explodes yeah it's awesome (laughs) 
yeah um halloween 3 i like it a lot um carolina even liked it and i told her i'm like you're gonna like this movie watch it mm-hmm. it's just fun it's a shame she didn't like that earworm song yeah weird weird <laughs> wonder why <laughs> but it almost does make me wish that halloween did kind of go down this route yeah of different stories it just also feels so futile we're all in this capital capitalistic grind machine in hollywood yeah Depressing. yeah unfortunately uh, capitalism destroys creativity but hey you know what tommy lee wallace tried to warn us that with halloween 3 he did and we did not listen and we did not listen no one respected halloween no one went to see it and the critics actively did not like it soon i'm gonna upload my three hour video you were wrong about halloween (laughs) three it's coming it's coming folks well i think that concludes um our thoughts on two and three um i think we're at unfortunately the top (laughs) <laughs> and it's only gonna go down yeah <laughs> um, i'm looking forward to all the loomis oh man i cannot wait for four five and six loomis is so funny to me it, it really he goes insane in these next movies yeah and it's <laughs> and it's so funny because like donald pleasant's like they were talking about that they're like donald pleasant's just brings his a game to everything no matter what the role is <laughs> he will go hard <laughs> and and i'm that's maybe one of the better parts of halloween too is seeing him as a madman we need a loomis if, if i don't get a loomis in the last halloween i want them to just introduce him now <laughs> fuck it i was i was his a uh, secret therapist because they knew how evil he was oh my god I was hired by the U.S. government to recruit him for the CIA. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is where we, we can have, tie in that he becomes a secret yeah. agent, Michael Myers. I have a month trained. to send him to Ukraine. I gotta train him <laughs> oh, up. No. <laughs> they drop him in like the Hulk from like an airplane. Yeah. <laughs> and he like smashes into the ground. And all the, the Russian troops were like, what the hell? And but he still has just his mechanic jumpsuit on yeah, and a kitchen yeah. knife. <laughs> but he's just there to have fun. He's, yep, just, just here to have fun. Some Halloween fun. Halloween fun. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. And we will see you next time as we dive into four, five, and six. Um, so hopefully after that, we we won't lose our sanity. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I will. Oh, you will. I know you will. That's what I'm excited for. Because <laughs> I've never watched those movies all the way through. Never. Wow. Okay, this oh, is going to be fun then. I've seen four, actually. I've seen four all the way through. Five and six, I've just seen random clips of. Oh, That's six is it. so bad. Is it? <laughs> oh, no. It is so bad. <laughs> oh, God. It is the reason why there's like four, five different timelines. Because <laughs> it fucked it up so bad. It, it became so stupid. <laughs> yeah. They went too far into schlock. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like something that we would joke about for a movie. <laughs> It's like, what if we put Michael Myers in the Temple of Doom? (laughs) 
that already sounds so fucking dumb. I can't wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time.